Well, one of the things, Timmy, that I think we all love about you is you got one of the best laughs on the entire team. <laughs> <laughs> I poked him in the eye. <laughs> that was a nice one. I give you that one. Welcome into the lounge. I'm Ryan Mink. And I'm Garrett Downing. And today we have another treat for you guys. We have a chance to sit down with one of the up and coming players for the Ravens. And uh, I think you're really going to like what he has to say. He's one of the more interesting guys. I love talking to this guy. Presenting to you, defensive tackle, Timmy Jernigan. And Timmy, we got we to gotta let the listeners at home know, first off, you're not wearing the crop top. It, your <laughs> shirt is on, no gut at hanging out this time. Which is unfortunate. Right. Yeah, why is that? What's up with that? Uh, it's not war time right now. You know, uh, I'm, I'm relaxed and uh, we're just having a picture day, so uh, uh, no, no need to have a crop top today. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things, Timmy, that I think we all love about you is you got one of the best laughs on the entire team, bar none. <laughs> the objective here is to get you to laugh as many times as humanly possible on this episode, which is not easy because we're not very funny guys. No, we're not. So we got to get it going. So I got some knock-knock jokes for you. You ready? Okay. Let's All right, first it. one. Knock-knock. Who's there? Lettuce. Lettuce who? Lettuce in already. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of laughed, though. I'll take your sympathy. All right, number two, number okay, two. Okay, we got? Knock-knock. Who's there? Ho-ho. Ho-ho who? You know, your Santa impression could use a little work, Timmy. No way. No way. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go through All right, number three. Number three. No, Here we go. Ice back, back on top. Get back on top. Knock, knock. Who's there? Impatient cow. Impatient Ooh. cow. <laughs> that was some nice one. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Nice. You got any knock, knock jokes? Oh. Uh, that's tough. Let me, see if I, let me see if I can think back to my... This is grade school elementary days. We're real mature around here. It's uh, a high intelligence level for Mink and I. I don't. I can't have none. Off, 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 I can't think of none off the top of my head. I mean, I googled these. You know, so yeah. I'm not taking credit. These are big <laughs> originals. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have nothing off off the top of my head. But we we gotta get back to the serious stuff here. Yeah, the crop top, crop right. top. That's serious, serious stuff. How did the crop top start? Um, just in that Florida heat, man. Going through camp. You know, uh, trying to be as comfortable as possible getting through practice and just something that kind of stuck with me, you know, all throughout college and definitely followed me to the NFL. Plus, when you got the six-pack. When you got a six-pack, you got to show that off. That's why I wear, you know, midriffs. I'm a midriff guy. You know, <laughs> First of all, there you don't even come close to a six-pack, man. It's hidden by the fridge. <laughs> well played. So, uh, Roger Goodell comes to you and says, mm-hmm. I'm looking for some rules changes. Timmy Jernigan, you're king for a day. You can take my job. Is the crop top rule the number one thing that you're changing? Are you saying crop tops are totally legal now? Uh... I have three rules that I would put in motion. Number one, crop top. Good choice. Got to be able to uh, wear your jersey how you prefer, <laughs> you know. Uh, number two, no cut blocks. No more offensive linemen diving at defensive linemen knees. Mm-hmm. Um, and number three, you can do whatever you want to the quarterback when you get there. So uh, <laughs> I think that would be three um, pretty nice rules. When, when you daydream, like, what do you do to the quarterback? Is this like WWE? Like, you have him above your head. You spin it around on, your, on like, one figure, and then you just body For slam. me, you know, uh, I think every defensive lineman's dream is to get to, 
you know, get the blind side hit on the Ooh. quarterback, the one when he's just, you know, uh, just just let the ball go, well, getting ready to let the ball go, doesn't see you coming, you know, he, he isn't tensed up or anything. You know, those are the perfect ones, and, and they're very hard to come by. Who's it on? Tom Brady. This <laughs> 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 love that answer. Tom gotta- Brady. Y'all got to watch rookie year. Did yeah, you guys get into it? Yeah. What happened? I poked him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew there was something. Yeah, I, I got him my rookie year. Yeah, man. There's nothing better than making Tom whine. <laughs> nothing better than making Tom cry. What happened? What's the story there? Tell me, refresh me on that story, because I remember he was up in your face, right? And I kind of feel like you were like, I don't know what happened. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> quite like that. Um, the play had uh, when I think Pernell uh, McPhee made the play or something like that, and uh, I believe on the same exact play, um, one of my old teammates that played offensive line for them tore his knee up on the same play. Brian Stork. Yes. Mm. So I, I kind of was turning around checking on Stork or whatever to make sure he was okay. And then I seen, you know, kind of a, a pile, you know, like a brawl, you know, getting ready to go on. So I just kind of went over there to kind of pull the guys back. And someone got in my face, I remember. And I just remember reaching cross and trying to, you know, just mush him back or something, like push him away. And I kind of slipped and, you know... <laughs> Captain Insane over them, you know, in his eyes. Captain Insane. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember looking down, and he was so fired up. Oh, yeah, he, he was mad about it. You know, uh, I think he probably will remember it uh, whenever they come down here in a couple weeks. So <laughs> I like it. Well, I could talk about poking Tom Brady in the eye all day, but <laughs> I actually want to get into a little bit more serious subject with you, Timmy. Uh, you know, your, your background is interesting. You grow up mostly with your single mom in Jacksonville, Florida for nine years, the first nine years of your life, and she's a single mom and has trouble affording even to put you into recreational football. You're sitting there buying plastic Walmart helmets yourself to run around with. It wasn't until really at at nine years old when when you moved back in with your father, I understand, in in Lake City, that you started to gain an appreciation for football, And, and he was a legend from what I understand, playing football in that area. Can you talk a little bit about that influence that your dad had on you? He, uh, it, it was kind of funny, you know, uh, whenever I first had the chance to really be around him a lot, a lot, you know, and we just getting a better understanding for each other. You know, I grew up a Gator fan, and my dad was a Florida State fan, so we used to watch the games together and just go at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we would argue all day, all night about the game and stuff like that. It's just amazing how, you know, things end up changing. Man, I ended up being at Florida State, and everything just worked out. Another guy that you emulated was uh, Warren Sapp that you mm-hmm. talked about before the year, and, and this unfortunately kind of went down like a pretty crappy path at the right. beginning of the year. It was pretty crappy, and, you know, you tweeted, you changed your number to 99. You said, you know, that you were emulating. It was Part of it was a tribute to right. Warren Sapp. And then he kind of responded not in a very nice way, said, right. how do I stop this? What was your first reaction when you saw that? <laughs> My first reaction was just like, like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Because right. it's the same guy, you know, that during the draft, he was all for Timmy. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you go and look at the interviews when I got ready to run my 40, you know, this is a guy that was, you know, all for me, you know, guy that I once, I had, I had the chance to speak with him a time or two, you know, and everything was positive. You know what I mean? What? 
transpired, you know, within within that time. But at the end of the day, you know, it it is what it is. I can't I can't put my focus into it. You know what I mean? I, that's not going to change my views of him as a football player. I still think he was a hell of a football player. Right. I, a person, I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? Why do I look at him as a person? I wouldn't say that on camera. Right. You know what I mean? But um, I mean, it is what it is, though, man. You know, um, I'm going to have my success either way. You know, I could care less. Did that hurt your feelings, though? I mean, you kind of talked about this as somebody that you look up to. And right. obviously, you don't change your number to somebody else's number to say, I'm doing it because it's kind of a, you know, to pay homage to him. You know, right. did it hurt your feelings? No, not at all. I, I, I came from nothing. You know what I mean? I've seen worse. I've been through worse, way worse than that. I could kill who, who like he he he's a non-factor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've been through worse. I've 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 had to fight through worse storms than that. But you kept 99, so you're right. still 99 this year. So right. tell me how this goes. When you change your number after you've been in the league for a couple of years, do you have to pay? Like I've heard you have to pay a certain amount to if there's your jerseys that are still on the shelves, or did you have to do anything like that? Oh no, not at all. Okay, so nice. You have to, no, no. That's good. So nothing came out of your pocket to yeah, do. Yeah, I haven't made a check. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but why did you then keep 99? You didn't say, well, now I'm going back to 97 or it's anything. It's my like number. That. <laughs> it's my number. I could care less about what he did or what he got going. It's my number now. You know what I mean? If if you don't, if it bothers you that bad, take it off my back. Mm-hmm. I doubt it'll do that. <laughs> you one thing that you and Warren Snap, and it's not just you two, but a lot of a lot of people have this. You got swagger. Right. You play with that. Ryan and I have talked about that. You know, you remind us in a lot of ways of the old school Ravens defenses. Like when you come to the line of scrimmage and the offense is coming up there, I'm pretty sure 95% of the time you're dancing. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whenever there's there's music playing, you're dancing as those guys come up. Where does that come from? How do you get to that? I don't know if it's confidence. Right. Where does that come from? It's just a love for football, man. Like I've played like that my entire life. My mom always told me like every now and then, like if she's watching a game, especially like when I was in college, if she was watching the game and I just wasn't doing that or being myself, she would tell me like, son, you play better when you know, you out there having fun and doing what you do. You know, you keep dancing. Don't stop. You know, <laughs> So I, I, I just go out there and have fun, man. This is amazing that you say that because um, I remember last year before uh, we exited out for our meetings, uh, me and Coach Brooks, we sat down and we talked. And this was one of our last, like, real conversations, you know, face-to-face, you know, man-to-man. And he told me, he said, you know, you got so much uh, – Potential, and I love the way you play the game. And he told me the same exact thing. He said, I feel like you were supposed to be with Ray and those guys. You know what I mean? You play and you have the attitude of those guys. You know what I mean? And I feel like I was just like the biggest compliment ever coming from CB, you know, because he's been there with those guys. You know, he he know what it looks like. He know what it takes, you know, to have a great defense. And for him to just say that, I could have even been a part of something like that. It, it meant the world to me, and I'll never forget it. What do offensive linemen do when they are walking up to the line? They see you just oh, getting it. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most part, you know, by the end of a game, who's ever in front of me, they they uh they don't they don't really like me by the end of the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm assuming uh, for multiple reasons. Oh yeah, for multiple reasons. You know, um, but I'm, I'm just having fun, man. I'm, I'm not doing it for attention. I'm not doing it for anything for the glory. I don't care for that. You know what I mean? I'm just playing my game and just having fun. 
So who has the most swag on the defense then? Oh, 99. <laughs> <laughs> all day. All day. I, I, I'm not even finna second guess that, you know. But, <laughs> hey, we got other guys who who who, who, um, who will say that it's them. You know, it's, it's guys out there play with a nice game. You know, look at 55. You know, he plays with a, with a heck of a swagger. But, uh, of course, I'm going to have confidence in myself. Though. Is that uh, something that you, you know, like now you're in your third year and you mm-hmm. – are having a really good season, do you feel like now you can even show a little bit more of that? Like as a rookie, do you feel like I kind of got to stay in my lane a little bit and not show a little too, little too much of that? How do you kind of handle that? Of course, I've always felt like I, I, I kind of had to uh, wait my turn as a rookie, especially with Haloti, you know, being here. You know, I, I, I never want to step on his toes or rub anybody the wrong way here. You know, um, I knew that I had to, you know, wait my, wait my turn and things are kind of, a lot for me. So three sacks in four games. You had four each of your first two seasons. What has really clicked with you? Would you say? Um, I, I think it's just a mindset, man. I'm playing harder. I'm playing smarter. You know, um, I'm doing the little things, man. Away from football. I mean, away from the facility. You know, to help me prepare for Sunday, man. Just watching so much film. Falling asleep, watching film, eyes turning, you know, red, you know, just seeing the same thing over and over and over. When you get in the game, it's just it's so slow to you. You know, eight times out of ten, I know the play before it's even being ran, you know, wow. especially if it's an obvious run down. If it's a first down, I probably know the play before. Like which run. direction they're going? I know everything. <laughs> wow. That's quite an advantage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know everything. You know, just from the way we study and the way that we practice here and just the guys, not just me, but not just the coaches. It's the guys like Terrell Saltz around you who's having the extra meetings during the week to make sure you know, you understand what you're doing. Right. Were you always like like that, though? I mean, if you go back to maybe your rookie or your second season or even back to college, right. were you somebody that put in that kind of time in the film room and knew what was coming, or is that something that has developed over the last year? Um, I think I have a better under. I feel like I've always done it. I have a better understanding now. You know, it's one thing to actually look at something and still not understand what you're looking at. It's like reading, like if you're reading a paragraph, you can read a paragraph and, and not understand what you just read. You know what I mean? But I feel like as I've been here and I'm learning what personnel is, what zebra personnel, tiger personnel, all these different little things, these things that I never knew, I was just out there playing. You know what I mean? But as time kind of went on and I'm learning, I'm educating myself and I got coaches educating me. You know, um, Coach Cousins done a great job at just helping develop me, you know, it's made it easier for me. Do you feel like you're you're kind of auditioning to be one of those Ravens that stays here for a long time? I mean, you're going into, next year will be your contract year, I believe, mm-hmm. correct? And like Coach Brooks said, you're a guy who feels like they're a Raven. Right. You know, you embody Raven. Right. Do you feel like you're auditioning for that? I, I pray that I am. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I hope and pray that, you know, I spend my career here. You know, I, I, there's nowhere else I, I would rather be. You know, I remember uh, just going through uh, that draft process and telling myself, whoever takes the chance, you, you know what I mean? Before my time is up, I'm going to make sure it's worthwhile. You know what I mean? And uh, I feel like I'm, I'm doing it. I remember being on the conference call right after you got drafted. Oh, yeah. and I don't know if I've ever talked to a guy who was as, like, fired up and motivated by falling further down the draft 
you know, than they thought they would go. Right. I mean, it just seemed like that lit a fire under you immediately. Right. It definitely did, man. It it hurt, you know, just watching guys that you know you better than. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and even in a sense, I felt like I was getting shorthanded in a sense because, you know, uh, even without the, the drug test, I felt like wherever I would have got drafted at, you know, in the first round, you know, uh, I feel like there's still probably guys I feel like I was better than mm-hmm. that got took in front of me. So I always feel like I got a point to prove. Ryan brought up the fact that, you know, you're a year away from the contract year, but you've really come on. Is that every guy says, you know, I just want to play football and that's not something I think about or whatever. But as a player, is that something in the back of your mind you're saying, look, I either have a big payday coming or I have one walking out the door. Right. I need to really get it together and start playing at a really high level so I can go out there and get that big payday in two years. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that something that you really think about and you're like, the time is now for me to go out there and try to earn that big time payday? Um, No, when it it comes to just a payday or anything like that, of of course not, you know. Coming off of a 5-11 season, you know, coming off a, a season where I felt like, you know, I could make a Pro Bowl my second year, you know what I mean? Just coming up short, that's what has just, made me just go over the top. You know what I mean? Like the the, the money and all that, it'll come. You know what I mean? I know that if I take care of business right here on this field, everything will work itself out. You know what I mean? And like I said earlier, uh, I, I hope and I pray to be a Raven my entire career. There's nowhere else I would rather be. I don't think it's another defense, just the, the mentality of this defense that, that fits me better. You know? Now one, I hate to bring this up, but Florida State's been, <laughs> I know, I know, two losses. Do, do, first, Duraville could give you crap. Yeah, he got me. And now is James Hurst giving yeah, you stuff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when James is talking smack on you. Uh, it, it, it's tough, man. It's tough, man, just knowing, knowing uh, we, we, we worked very hard. You know to help bring bring us back to the top, man. And I know Coach Fish is gonna get the guys rolling. You know he's a great coach. You know he's definitely somebody that I trust. You know, and I know the guys there trust him. So I know everything will work itself out. And at the end of the day, as long as uh, we handle Miami this week and uh, we beat Florida at the end of the year, you know I think I could be satisfied. With that. Uh, oh, I'm sure you beat my alma mater of Maryland, and I'm oh, sure you beat Garrett's yeah. Ohio University. <laughs> no, they don't that play. They don't play. Oh, yeah. you know, Ohio's been trying to schedule Florida State for years. But I guess yeah. it's <laughs> I'm sure they, they say who <laughs> they won't put it on the schedule. <laughs> well, Tell me, what can we before we let you go? What can we expect from you these these last you know twelve games this year? Just expect a guy uh, who who's gonna you're gonna see a guy go out there and give it everything he got and gonna fight to the last whistle of, of, of every play. You know, um, I know that when I do the studying and I do I take the coaching and I'm coachable. Playing is the easy part for me. You know. Uh, it's the stuff that we do during the week to get ready for the game that I have to stay on top of myself for. You know what I mean? It's easy to get pumped up for a game, you know. Um, and, and like I say, you know, long as I'm putting myself in a position where, you know, before the ball snap, I have great pre-snap reads and things like that, just trying to get the extra jump on the other guy, um, I know that everything is going to work out for me. You'll see a guy that's, that's going to give it his all, going to keep fighting, 
You know, I have no bold predictions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just a guy that's, that's going to fight. Timmy you know, knows. He like. sees right through my question. He says, I'm not going to give you a bold prediction here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank no, you so just much. learn from last year, man. You know, <laughs> learn from last year. A mature player yeah. and a very, very good player. Timmy Jernigan. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, really good stuff from Timmy Jernigan. I really liked, you know, where he talks about that he was touched by the fact that Clarence Brooks said he plays like a Raven. You know, that's that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Timmy, you know, I feel like he's somebody that kind of flies a little bit under the radar, not so much anymore. But I just don't think people know a lot about him. And uh, he flies under the radar. Radar. All right, get the Oakland Raiders out of your head. All right, that I'm not done. Done thinking about them. Yeah, but. He's just really interesting, has a good story, and uh, like we said, no better laugh in the NFL than Timmy Jernigan. Absolutely not. He's got the gold grill. Well, it's not a grill. These are permanent gold teeth, yeah. which I asked him when we were walking down. How much, you know, if I'm going to the dentist, which I might have to do this, I would love some gold teeth. How good would I look with gold teeth? Timmy Jernigan style, what do you think? You would look horrible, but... If you want to go for it, I say go for it. I asked him how much he cost, and he wouldn't tell me. But he said he's got a guy in Florida who hooked me up. Maybe you got to take him up on it. Place a call. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. <laughs> hey, Brian, before we, before we go, I want to mention this, and this has nothing to do with Timmy Jernigan, but this is our first podcast since the move uh, earlier this week of releasing Justin Forsett. Yes. And I just didn't feel like we need to touch on this because I think both you and I agree that Justin Forsett is one of, if not the best guys we've ever come into contact with working in the NFL. Absolutely, yeah. Just a really classy guy, and I think it sums it up. I mean, before he leaves, he comes down to our staff wing of the building where, you know, some players don't even know that we have that side of the building. Uh, But Justin Forsett was a guy who would just come down and shoot the breeze with us all the time. He was frequent. He was like a preferred customer in the lounge. You know, he got free drinks in the, in the lounge. That's <laughs> true. Um, so he would come down, and before he left, he came and, and said goodbye to everybody and thanked them for everything that we did for him, like we did anything for him, you know. I yeah, mean, anytime, Justin. Glad it, to be here. Exactly. <laughs> um, just one of the classiest, and we've been treated to a bunch of them. I mean, Tory Smith, I mean, Justin Forsett. Uh, so we were lucky, very lucky to have worked with him, and I hope, pray that he lands with another team because I think he can still have a lot of success. I mean, this is a, a great guy. Yeah, I mean, Justin was even saying kind of half-jokingly as he walked out, he said, hey, if you guys ever need an intern, you know, let me know. I'm, <laughs> He's unemplo- gonna- I'm unemployed. I was like, Justin, I don't think you're going to be on the – you know, unemployment line for long. You're going to find something. And whatever he does, he's going to be successful in. you got to use his body wipes. I'm telling you, man, I don't shower at all anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we sit completely, you know, far away from each other. That's possible. why we're stuck in a small office together. Oh, no. God, it's horrible. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. That's, that's our period to end here. That's our <laughs> signal. Uh, please rate review, share, do all the things that I tell you to do every single email week. Us. And email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. We'll be back, hopefully, after a win over the Redskins.